This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Familiar feeling here on Believe in the Wolfpack. Welcome in as uh, the men's team dropped a game, their last matchup against Pitt Monday night. And, uh, or last night, Wednesday night. I'm still discombobulated, but dropped the game Wednesday night. 67 to 64. The women's team did get a big win, though, over Louisville. So we'll get to that later. But for right now, just losing that game against Pitt. It still has me a little, you know, disheartened and whatnot because, like, there's there's really nothing else to look at besides the free throws. 40% in a three-point loss. You shoot 40% from the free throw line and you lose by three. That is... That is just awful. That is just awful. I mean, you go 60-70%, you win that game. 60% isn't asking a lot. Even 70% isn't asking a lot. But you shoot 6 for 18 from the... Oh, no, that's the three-point percentage. You shoot 6 of 15. Well, actually, 6 of 15 from, from 3 isn't great either, but... I mean, it's it's not as bad as six for fifteen from the line. Oh my god! Dennis Parker, zero for one from the free throw line. Ben Middlebrooks, one for five from the free throw line. DJ Horn had four of the six makes. He had four of the six free throw makes. DJ Horn also had five of the six three pointers. <laughs> Oh, man. Michael O'Connell, 0 for 2 from the free throw line. DJ Burns, 1 for 2. Just make three free throws. We're at least going into overtime. You go go 10 for 15. 10 for 15, you win the game. I mean, that is just unbelievable. But then, I mean, it doesn't help that Pitt went 18 for 20 from the free throw line. They shot 90%. Um, They... Only shot 5 of 21. Yeah, 5 of 21 from 3. Only 23% from 3. But, I mean, they shoot 90% from the free throw line. And they had 20 attempts. We only had 15, making 6 of them. Ah, just some other numbers. Ben Middlebrooks still played a good game off the bench, even with the 1 for 5 showing from the line. Had 9 points and 4 boards in 19 minutes. DJ Horn had another great game, uh, eight for 14 from the field, 50% from three. Like I said, five for 10, he had 25 points, three rebounds and one assist. He did have four personal fouls. So I had to play around that. Uh, DJ Burns had 19 points. He was nine for 16 from the field with five rebounds, one assist and a steal. Michael O'Connell, only the two points, but still had five boards and four assists. Led the team in assists that night. Jaden Taylor played 
24 minutes was 0 for 3, only taking three shots. I mean, what are we what are we doing here? But I don't know. Like, I get it. And I like Pitt played well. Henson had 16. Lowe had 20. Yeah, like that's good. But like you shoot 40% from the free. You're not winning a game. You would never win a game. You shoot 40% from the free throw line. That is just terrible. I mean, that is truly terrible. So they drop another one to a pit team that was below them in the ACC standings. NC State now 15 and 8 on the year, 7 and 5 in the conference. And then Pitt is kind of the same 15 and 8 overall, and then 6 and 6 in uh, conference play. But I mean,. I don't know, like 40% from the free throw line. I get it. Like that's an easy fix, but at the same time, looking at the games ahead and just going right back to, you know, the whole plan of going six and three and, you know, setting yourself up, you go six and three, the the rest of the way, you're kind of looking good for a spot in the ACC tournament, but then you have Wake Forest uh, Saturday who you beat in a wild game, beat them 83 to 76. Who was it for Wake Forest? Carr? Yeah. Alexander Carr. I believe he had like 20, yeah, 28 points in the last game, played 39 minutes. Andrew Carr, my bad. Andrew Carr had 28 points, so got to shut him down. But Wake Forest has been a good team. They've been a good team all year long. They're 15-7 and on the year, 7-4 and in ACC play. But then you have Clemson, who just beat North Carolina. Was that game Monday or was that Tuesday? That was Tuesday. I don't know what game I'm thinking of that was Monday. Kansas, Kansas State. That's the game I'm thinking of that was Monday with Kansas State winning in overtime. That was a phenomenal game to watch. But yeah, Clemson beat North Carolina 80-76 to on Tuesday. So now that, that Clemson game looks much more difficult than it already was coming off a big win. And yeah, there's a you know a little, a little break in between. We play Wake Forest and then play Clemson. But still, like they're coming off a huge win and we're coming off the worst free throw shooting performance of the year and having to play Wake Forest. Not great. <laughs> Not great at all. I don't know. My my confidence and faith is dwindling, dwindling again because that was the last home game until the 20th. Wake Forest and Clemson, back-to-back away games. I already mentioned how there's a week in between the Wake Forest and the Clemson game. So maybe, you know, they recover and bounce back and whatnot and put up a good showing against Clemson. But my God, 40% from the free throw line, just 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 practice your free throws. Just practice your free throws. I hope everybody was in the gym today shooting 100 free throws. I, do them in increments of 10, and you have to shoot 7 for 10 before you move on. And if you, this is what we used to do. This is what I used to do when I played, you know, CYO ball like years ago we would shoot uh 10 free throws if you shot I think I think back then it was like if you shot worse than 60 percent you would have to do them again or you'd have to like run laps or run suicides or whatever it was but uh, yeah we had to shoot 10 free throws and it was pretty much like you got to get at least 60 percent for college I mean these guys should be empty gym 70 go seven for 10 eight for 10 from the free throw line in increments of 10 until you get to 100 free throws. But you got to do something. I mean, if you're not doing anything after shooting 40% from the line, 
I, that's more on Keats, I think, than it is anything. Not, you know, hounding these guys and making sure that they practice and, you know, improve. But NC State, not the only team to suffer a bad loss in the last few days. Like I said, North Carolina uh, lost to Clemson. Hall for Clemson had 25 points. Armando Baycott. Armando Baycott. I feel like I didn't say that correctly the first time. Armando Baycott had 24 points and 13 rebounds, and they still lost, which is kind of surprising. Uh, UConn beat Butler 71-62, to a little bit of a closer game. Baylor beat Texas Tech, avoiding an upset. Iowa State beat Texas by five, avoiding an upset. South Carolina beat Ole Miss by three, avoiding an upset. Kentucky gets a much-needed blowout win over uh, Vanderbilt 109 to 77. So they needed that. If any team in the country needed a big win, just a cry, you just crush the team and move on. It's it's Kentucky. And then I did mention uh Kansas State beat Kansas Monday night. Hunter Dickinson had 21 points and 12 boards and they lost in overtime. I thought Kansas had this one kind of wrapped up nicely, and then Kansas State came storming back and played great. Actually, no, it was the other way around. I think Kansas State was just awful towards the the, the end of the second half and then somehow hung on because <laughs> they were – yeah, I think that's what it was. But still, I mean, number four going down to Kansas State, that is a huge win for Kansas State. Kansas State – I mean, they're most likely, I kind of assumed they were going to be in the tournament even before that win, but that right there kind of sealed it for them. Tennessee beat LSU, nothing big there. Duke crushed Notre Dame. Wisconsin, just last week, I was talking about how Wisconsin has played very well, and they've been playing great for weeks now, and, you know, maybe a sleeper for a Final Four run. They lost to an under 500 Michigan team. Three and nine in the Big Ten Michigan team. They lost 72 to 68. That's terrible. That is terrible. That's a just a brutal loss for Wisconsin. You cannot drop that game. They must have been sleepwalking in that game. They must have still been pouting and complaining after the Purdue loss because Wow, that is unbelievable. I want to see if it still has uh, what the like odds were, how ESPN puts out that um, kind of like predictor or whatever before the game. So as the game started, Wisconsin had a 77% chance to win. The line was Wisconsin minus eight and a half, and they lost by four. That's terrible. Auburn killed Alabama. Auburn was or is 12th in the country, probably move up now. Alabama was 16th, and they crushed them, beat them by 18 points. And then Providence with a big upset over uh, Creighton, beating them 91 to 87. So a ton of upsets just through Wednesday, recording this Thursday night. And Arizona, not many top 25 matchups going on. Arizona is comfortably ahead of Utah right now and then FAU plays UAB is there any there's got to be 
some ACC. Nope, no ACC games tonight. But there is the women's game currently going on. I will give a score update once this loads. It is currently 37 to 33. Uh, Virginia Tech over NC State. I was watching a little bit of it, and okay, it kind of has stayed the same. Isaiah James has been carrying the team. (laughs) I mean, she's got 17 points, and it's halftime. We're down, yeah, but she's got 17 points, 7 of 12 from the field, and 3 of 5 from 3. Without her, we're not in this game at all. (laughs) I mean, whatsoever. We had no business being in this game if she didn't have 17 points. We also didn't have any business being in the Louisville game that we won a few nights ago. Isaiah James had 28 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and was shooting 10 for 18 from the field and 4 for 7 from 3. Even 4 for 6 on the free throw line. Isaiah James, I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, come on. We, We might need that every... Might need that tonight again. But she's well on her way and well on pace for it. She played 40 minutes in that game against Louisville, so I imagine she'll play 40 minutes tonight, even though that is a big workload. He kind of This would be a huge game to win. Uh, this is the third straight game against a top 25 opponent. Virginia Tech is 16th. North Carolina at the time was 24. Louisville was 15. So a tough game. Another home game, though, so that is... Nice, but it was great to see that win over Louisville, and honestly, it was a little a little bit closer than probably what it should have been. At one point in the second quarter, we were rolling. Oh my God, we're up by like 20. Louisville kind of cut it closer going into halftime, but at one point, it was a 20-some point lead for the Wolfpack. So I guess credit to Louisville for trying to make it close, but also that was a very good win. I don't know if there was a time after maybe the first few minutes of the game that we trailed in that. So that was very nice to see a commanding win over uh, the 15th team in the country. And Louisville, they're 19-4, and 8-2 in the conference. They have the same conference record as us. So even if you know we drop this game to Virginia Tech, because we have the win over North Carolina and the win over Louisville, the, you know, strong and a confident win over Louisville. Uh, I don't imagine that we would drop too far in the standings, if at all. Maybe go down to four. But even then, there's still an entire half of basketball to play. We're only down by six. I'm not really, you know, burying us now. I'm just saying, like, you know, getting these wins, it's it's clearly paying off. Um, and then even then, shout out Zoe Brooks coming off the bench, playing 24 minutes off the bench with eight points three rebounds, four assists, a steal and a block. She has been, I I mean, her career at NC State is going to be incredible. She's only a freshman. She is going to be so, 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 so good these next few years. Uh, Maybe my favorite stat line from this game, though, was uh, Sanaya Rivers. She had seven points, five boards, five assists, two steals and a block. Maybe thinking, oh, that's, you know, kind of average. It's nothing, you know, amazing. It's not as I James's uh, box score with the 28 points and the great shooting. But the reason this is my favorite is because she had seven points all from the free throw line. She shot seven for eight from the free throw line. It was 0 for 5. So the 0 for 5 from the field, whatever. Don't 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 include that. But the 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 seven for eight from the free throw line, hey, you, 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 you go over to some of these 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 men's teams practices and show them how to shoot free throws. Because 
the women's Wolfpack team shot 70% from the free throw line and then still 43% from the field and 47% from, wow, I forgot they shot 47% from three. (laughs) Shout out Madison Hayes and his eye James for that. Madison Hayes went four for eight from three, had 12 points and 10 boards. But hey, go go show the men's team how to shoot some free throws. They gotta knock theirs down too. They 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 can't get off that easy shooting forty percent from the free throw line. I mean that is just egregious, like unbelievably bad. All right, but maybe they'll pick up a win against Wake Forest. Hopefully, the women's Wolfpack team pulls this one out. But still, they are in you know elite company. They're always. I mean, until the season ends, I imagine they're going to be in the top ten for the rest of the year uh would be shocked if they fell that far but gonna take a short break when we come back a super bowl preview can i say it probably i'm not calling it the big game if goodell cares that much sure but uh super bowl preview coming up after this gonna give my prediction and you know kind of talk about why some of the expert picks that i saw were very surprising to me. So stick with us on Believe in the Wolfpack. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back in. Believe in the Wolfpack NFL edition. Going over, uh, you know, Super Bowl preview, what I think will happen, who I think is going to win, why I think some experts are kind of dumb, and why. I hope the only uh, NC State alum can play in the game. The only NC State alum... Uh, playing in the Super Bowl is Joe, I shouldn't say only, but it's uh, uh, Joe Thune. And and he's hopeful, more so doubtful, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those games, and he's offensive lineman, so it's one of those games where it's like, hey, I don't really care how hurt I am. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting in that game. If I can help and contribute, I'm getting in that game. It's one thing if he's so hurt that, he's 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 you know detrimental to the team but if he's you know better than what they got and he thinks he can play yeah absolutely you'll risk being a little a little more banged up in the offseason to win this game it's the freaking super bowl come on but no i was looking at you know some picks and honestly i've been going back and forth with who i think is gonna win my initial reaction was uh chiefs because patrick mahomes that's that's the reason. Uh, that's kind of where I still am, just because he's so good and he makes like even this year where it wasn't his best year, it wasn't an MVP year like he's had, but he's still just the best quarterback by far and already one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That throw that he had to Kelsey in the AFC Championship, little back shoulder throw towards the pylon, and Kelsey makes a great adjustment, puts it in the only spot that that Kyle Hamilton can't make a play on the ball. I mean, that was beautiful. That was just an unbelievable pass. And honestly, I don't think it's getting enough credit because I feel like people are still talking about this Chiefs defense and whatnot. But then it's like, I mean, nah, they're talking about Mahomes. I I shouldn't get ahead of myself. But that pass was unbelievable when I saw that in live time. I, I, I couldn't believe 
that he made that throw and then Kelsey made that catch. But I'm still kind of sticking with the Chiefs right now. Uh, Mahomes is incredible. Rasheed Rice has been awesome in these playoffs. Kelsey's found, you know, the fountain of youth, I feel like. In that Dolphins playoff game, he looked very cold and very slow. And then even the last few weeks of the regular season, he hasn't looked that great. But against the Bills, two touchdowns. Against the Ravens, he had a touchdown and 100 receiving yards on 10 catches just in the first half. So he's kind of back to his normal Travis Kelsey self, who is probably the best tight end of all time. I would put him over Gronk. And then Tony G's the only one that's like a maybe. Although Antonio Gates very underrated. Um, but anyway, I mean, the Chiefs offense is still incredible. The offensive line has been playing very well. And I think their defense is much better than the 49ers defense. I mean, their secondary is young, fast, and just good. Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie are both incredible. Justin Reed has been playing very well. Mike Edwards is, Mike Edwards has been playing pretty decent. But Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie are kind of the two main guys in that secondary. Pretty sure McDuffie was an all-pro. And I forget if Legereus Sneed was. If he wasn't, he should have been. I, he made that play. He was the reason that the Ravens aren't in this right now. He punched that ball out of Zay Flowers as he was crossing into the goal line. He's the reason the Chiefs are here. And then Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are probably the two best. As Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen count as young linebackers? Maybe. Roquan Smith's been around for a little bit. Willie Gay, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are both a bit newer, and they are incredible and they're still so young they've only been in the league for three years maybe three four years I mean they are one of if not the best young linebacking group uh tandem I guess in the league and then you have Chris Jones they did get uh or their one defensive end towards ACL after he like got a sack I think so that that's going to be a big loss, I think. So maybe the the the, the pressure off the off the edge isn't going to be as great. But Chris Jones is just such a game wrecker. He is just he, he turns it on in in the most important spots almost every single time. So I think he's going to be a big piece. But on the Niners side, the reason that kind of the main reason that I'm not picking them is because of their defense. Their defense hasn't looked that great in these playoffs at all. And even then, both of these games, there is a real argument that they should have lost both these games. Trailing in both of these games in the fourth quarter. Had to come back and win, which is a great sign, though, that, you know, this team that isn't really experienced in coming back in these games and winning these games in the last second, last few minutes, but they're pulling out two wins in the so far the biggest stages of the year. That's huge. Good for them. That's incredible. But really haven't looked that good. The running def- the rush defense has been just awful. The passing defense isn't, you know, it's 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 not terrible, but it's not great. I mean, at times Jordan Love was dicing him up in the Packers game before he turned into a full Brett Favre brain, full Brett Favre football brain, not sleaze ball stealing money from people brain. Uh full Brett Favre football brain just throwing it over people's heads, throwing the worst interception you've ever seen. Cross body in the middle, 30 yards downfield. Like, that was terrible. 
Um, but Jaden Reed was getting open. Romeo Dobbs was getting open. Even the Lions, like Amon Ra was getting open. LaPorter was getting open. Josh Reynolds, if Josh Reynolds just catches a few balls, then the Lions are probably playing the Chiefs right now. So it's, you know, I mean, you can kind of, maybe you can make an argument that uh, uh, the Ravens should have beaten the Chiefs too and the Bills should have beaten the Chiefs. But I don't know. I mean, the Chiefs were leading in the Ravens game pretty much the entire time if it wasn't tied. And they were going back and forth with the Bills the entire time as well. But the Niners having to come back in in both of their games makes me think kind of if they get down – they were down, they're down by I think ten to the Packers, and then I know they were down seventeen to nothing uh, against the Lions. If they get down ten to nothing, if they get down seventeen to nothing against Mahomes and the Chiefs, this is the best defense that they're going to see in the playoffs. This is the most experienced and the best quarterback they're going to see. I, if they get down early, I don't think they can come back. So I kind of think that going into halftime. If the Niners don't have at least a touchdown lead, I, I I don't think they're winning that game. I don't think they're winning the game. If they go into halftime up seven, up by 10, up by 13, then I think they have a really good shot. Although, the last two Super Bowls Mahomes has won, he was down by 10 at some point. I mean, to the Niners, he was in the first game, he was down by 10 of them in the fourth quarter and pulled that one out, ended up beating them by 11, I think. Um, and then to the Eagles, he was down by 10 coming out of halftime. Uh, his ankle magically was healed and perfectly fine, and he ended up winning that game. So I don't know. It's so hard to pick against Mahomes. Honestly, the best argument that I've seen to for, for the Niners in favor of the 49ers is what if this is <laughs> what if Brock Purdy is Eli Manning and Mahomes is just Tom Brady it's just another it's just that situation again where it's like this guy has no reason whatsoever to win he has no reason whatsoever to beat one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time but he does anyway. That's the best argument I've seen. And I'm like, you know what? Kind of makes a lot of sense. But I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it I think it might be like a like a 24 to 20 game, 26 to 21 game. Like I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I don't think anyone's going to be in the 30s because Chiefs defense is better. The Niners defense is still solid because Fred Warner might. I well, he's probably the best defensive player in the game uh, when you factor in both defenses. I mean, he is just a freak of nature. He is big, strong, fast, long, got the long arms. Like he's just, 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 just like a prototype. He is a robot of a middle middle linebacker. If you want to put together the perfect middle linebacker, you build Fred Warner. I, he's incredible. Um. But back to what I was saying about some of the uh, experts and their picks. Ben Baby, the Bengals reporter for ESPN, picked the Chiefs to win 34-14. to I don't know about that one. <laughs> that one. That one That was one that caught my eye where I'm thinking like, uh, what? <laughs> like, okay, if you say so. But a few other you know, notable names to pick the Chiefs. Uh, Dan Orlovsky picked the Chiefs to win 24-21. to Field Yates. Uh, picked the 
Chiefs to win 27 to 24. John Butchergross picked the Chiefs. Uh, what his losses? 29 to 28. That's a weird score. 29 to 28. That's a, I feel like it's a scoregami. It might be, might not be, but it feels like a weird score regardless. Uh, Marcus Spears, big swagoo, picked the Chiefs 28 to 24. Matt Miller, 28 24 Chiefs. Uh, anybody else? Mina Kimes, love Mina Kimes, beat the Chiefs 27 or picked the Chiefs 27 24. Rex Ryan picked the Chiefs 31 24. Sal Palantonio picked the Chiefs 30 to 20. Teddy Bruschi, Tim McManus, Tim Hasselbeck. Um, RG3. Did I say Rex? I did say Rex Ryan. Mike Tannenbaum. So a lot of guys, all of them kind of uh, uh, picking the picking the Chiefs. As for the Niners, only 15. So this, is, this was a poll of 64, you know, reporters and experts, they call them. Uh, 15 of them picked the Niners and then 49 picked the Chiefs. Ooh, that's weird. 49 people. Pick the Chiefs to beat the 49ers. Is that a bad omen? I feel like that's a bad omen. I might have to pick the Niners now. That feels wrong. You got to have at least one more or one less person pick the Chiefs. You can't have 49 people picking against the 49ers. Ooh. I don't like that. I'm a very superstitious person. I believe in a jinx as well. I'm going to have to sit on this one. I'm going to have to reword and rethink everything I've been thinking. Anyway, some people to pick the Niners. Uh, Jeremy Fowler picked the Niners 27-24. John Kime picked them to win 20-17. Not many blowouts um, with whoever picked the Niners. Stefania Bell, 27-21. I think the largest margin of victory looks like 14 points. Jameson Hensley, the Rick. Ironic. The Ravens reporter is picking the Niners to beat the Chiefs team that just beat his team. Um, picking the Niners to win 31 to 17. So that's probably, I think that that is the largest margin of victory of the experts that picked the Niners to win. And then for Super Bowl MVP amongst the 64 people, Mahomes was the most popular pick. But some other names that I like to see, Fred Warner was in there. He received two votes. Chris Jones got a vote. Uh, Debo Samuel got a vote. Isaiah Pacheco got a vote as well. But, I mean, kind of like the MVP, whoever wins this game, the quarterback is almost always going to be um, uh, the Super Bowl MVP, unless it's like didn't Vaughn Miller win Super Bowl MVP when the Broncos won, and then Julian Edelman won it that one year uh, – that awful game where it was Patriots Rams and there was only one touchdown by, I think Sony Michelle. <laughs> I think Edelman had like a hundred receiving yards. So that was the reason that he got MVP. Cause otherwise that game was terrible. I remember watching that game. It was just awful. I was, it wasn't even like it was a good defensive game. It was just both offenses stunk. Um, but yeah, now I may have to rework my entire thinking and pick the Niners, but I'm going to stick with the Chiefs for now. Maybe not read too much in the, you know, the superstitions and the tea leaves and whatnot of 49 experts picking the Chiefs over the 49ers. Weird, but I'm going to hold strong. But thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Believe in the Wolfpack. As, you know, I close out the show here. Virginia Tech is beating NC State 43-33. to going to go watch the conclusion of that. Hopefully, you know, a little second half 
Like I was talking about, Mahomes just came back from down 10 in the second half. You know, maybe NC's taking a new idea. I don't know. But thank you again for tuning in to Believe in the Wolfpack. See you next time.